Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Dyson. My wife, Kara, and I are the pastors of Convo Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Hey, everybody. Um, Craig and Kara. And we just wanted to take this week, and we wanted to come to you from our house, uh, a little bit more discussion style. And um, we, 2020 has been crazy. Uh, to say the least. And so we actually started looking back over uh, some of the series that we were preaching at the beginning of the year. And Kara brought it up, just it's kind of crazy how God was really speaking prophetically to our church, which I guess if you think about it, we're always, we're always seeking what God is speaking to stay ahead of where God is taking us. But sometimes you just never know. <laughs> and so we, we went back literally over the past 13 weeks and wanted to kind of do a remix. And so I'm actually calling this our New Normal Remix because we started off 2020 doing a series called The New Normal. And uh, obviously we had absolutely no idea, right? <laughs> um, so, so we're calling this The New Normal Remix. And so um, I know there's a bunch of people that you're watching or maybe uh, you were even not in our church yet at the time. Right. And so we kind of want to kind of go back and do a little bit of a recap from The New Normal series and really believe that um, we're going to see some of the thoughts that we captured, some of the things that God was speaking, that He was actually preparing us for this season, even though we didn't realize it. Right. And so go ahead. Well, I think we went into 2020, just everybody was so excited about going into um, this new decade and um, great things are going to happen. And I mean, if you think back, just how exciting it was 13 weeks ago. Was it 13 weeks exactly? I think so, close to it something like that. 13, um, just thinking back to the end of 2019 and just that excitement for a new decade and, and just the newness that it was going to bring. And um, yeah, we just thought, gosh, this would be a really cool series to do called The New Normal. And um, gosh, had no idea. No idea. <laughs> and now here we are, we're sitting, you know, in our house. We, d- we can't meet in the school we've been meeting in, um, going on. This will be our fourth week, right? Yeah. Um, and every church in the country, um, in the world, is in the same boat that we are. And so it's not, it's not abnormal to us what we're facing, but it's, it is a whole shift um, in the church world globally. And um, we really, really are in a season of new normal. And um, who knows when it's going to get back to, um, to how it was. But, but there's such a, a sense of like, I don't, I don't really want it to go back to how yeah. it was um, because God is doing something new. God is doing something new across the globe um, in the big church, you know, the, the capital C church. You know, he's not just doing something new in our church, in Convo Church, but in the church worldwide. And I am so excited that we get to be the church in this time, um, you know, even just like like Esther, like for such a time as this, we are here, we are in the region that we're in for such a time as this. Absolutely. And so the, uh, we had a phrase that we felt like God was speaking to our church for, for this year as well. Yeah. And that phrase was forward faith, and, uh, which sounded really good when we first started talking about it. <laughs> but again, we had no idea. But the right. cool thing is, is that God totally knew. He knew. God knows what he's doing. God's not, God's not waking up in the morning going, man, I wonder what's going to happen today. Right. He's, not, you know, he's not up in heaven wondering to himself, 
man, I wonder when this COVID thing is going to be over with. No, he, he knows he's not stuck in time like we are. Mm -hmm. And so he knows the end from the beginning. And so God is moving right now. He's doing amazing things. And so we kind of want to get into that. And so we, I really do believe, and we sp we've spoken about it in our church uh, quite consistently, and so many people have, um, about the significance, the prophetic significance of the year 2020. Yeah. That it's not, not, just, um, not just a pun. It's not just some, oh, 2020 vision, you know, uh, let's make an easy connection for some, for some vision statements. But we really believe that there's something really hugely significant about what God is doing this year, 2020, yeah. to refocus the vision of the church, to refocus the vision of God's people, yeah. and, uh, and to re and maybe even yourself, refocus what you have seen as important in your life mm -hmm. and now begin to look at things in a whole new way. And last week we even talked about if you uh, were worshiping with us online or maybe you went back and saw it on our website or on YouTube, we just talked about how, man, whenever there's obstacles for God, that's always an opportunity. Absolutely. Always an opportunity. God doesn't waste anything. Mm -hmm. God's not scared by obstacles. He's not scared by crisis. He looks forward to it. He doesn't make it happen, but he's really good at using difficult seasons and moments to shape us and to mold us and to make miracles happen. Yeah. One of my favorite phrases, um, probably in the last several years, is just that God does not waste. He's not a wasteful God. Um, and I just want want to speak that into you right now, that if you um, if you're feeling in your mind like, what in the world? What will come out of this? There's nothing good that can come out of this. I just I just want to say, no, like absolutely not. God does not waste a thing. He won't waste any situation that has happened in your life in the past, this current situation. He will not waste it. He makes beautiful things out of really, really bad things. Absolutely. Sorry, I just wanted to interject. No, that's that. fantastic because it's a great point. Um, when we started off the New Normal series, one of the first things we talked about was just this concept that God doesn't do business as usual. Yeah. And, uh, and if you, it doesn't take long it, to, to find that to be true, whether it's in your own life or whether you open up the Bible, you start reading the accounts from the Old Testament and the New Testament, you see that God just doesn't, he doesn't do things the way that we do them. Right. He doesn't do things like normal. It's like you talked about last week, like the mud in the eyes, like um, when, when Jesus spit in the man or spit in the mud and, and put it in the man's eyes to heal his, his sight. Um, he just does not do things normal. No, he likes to he likes to break the mold. He likes yeah. to rock the boat, and uh, and that's always a good thing because it takes us out of our comfort zones and puts us in a place of having to rely on him. Absolutely. So the whole God doesn't do business as usual. We read from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, chapter forty-three, mm -hmm. and so God's speaking to the nation of Israel there, and he goes literally through this whole laundry list of, hey, remember, I did this for you, I did yeah. that for you, I saved you, I redeemed you, I called you as my own people, I delivered you from your enemies. And he's trying to help them remember how, uh, how many amazing things uh, he had done for them as a people, how good he is yeah. as God. But then he got to verse 18 uh, in chapter 43, and he goes, but forget all that, yeah. it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Amen. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? And he goes on to say, I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in dry wastelands. So good. And so uh, after that, we talked about how just the analogy in the New Testament where Jesus 
uh, made the reference when he was telling what the kingdom of God is like and what it's like to be a Jesus follower. He talked about this whole analogy with wine and, and new wineskins. And he talked about how you can't put new wine yeah. in, an, in an old wineskin because new wine, the whole process of fermentation and all that type of stuff, it, it bubbles, it expands. And so if you put it in an old wineskin that's already been stretched, it's already been uh, used, that wineskin will burst, yeah. ultimately wasting the wine and wasting the vessel that it was in. Yeah. And so there's this whole process within the new normal where God wants to do something new in us and we can't be the same old person that we used to be right. to receive the new things that God is doing. And, and man, just tie that into now and what we're doing. God is shaking everything, yeah. everything that we thought we knew, everything that we were comfortable with, mm -hmm. everything that we were settled in. God says, no, I can shake this up now because I'm trying to do a new thing and, and it's already begun. Can you not see it? We're like, okay, God, I think we can see it now. I think we see what you're doing, or at least I, we're trying to see I what think, you're doing. I think we're only seeing a portion though of right. what he's, it's only just begun. You know, even that verse, it says, um, see, I have already begun. I feel like it's just beginning. We're just starting to see like the tip of the iceberg of what God is going to do in the church and in the world. Um, and that's, that's what I'm excited about. I'm yeah. so excited to see, um, what's on the other side of this, not, not just this pandemic as it, as it is, but how is, how is his kingdom going to unfold through this, you know, and how many people are going to come to know him through this. And it's going to happen too. Yeah. I think now more than ever, people are, they're hungry for something real. Yeah. They're, they thought they were safe. They thought that they were comfortable handling what life was throwing at them. They could handle it themselves. Yeah. But if, if, uh, if scripture teaches us anything, it's that we can never get comfortable in thinking that we can handle everything that life throws us. <laughs> God's always doing stuff not to punish us, not to torture us, right. not to play with us, but he's just trying to get our attention to draw us back into relationship with him and to trust him yeah. and to constantly be leaning on him as the source yeah. of what we need. And, uh, and that, that can be a whole nother thing right there. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to be old wineskins. We don't want to be comfortable doing things the way they've always been done just because we like it. God's always doing something new. Yeah. And even if it's through moments and seasons of crisis, he's always doing something new to draw people back to him. Um, the next thing that we hit in that new normal series, and it was so, so relevant to where we're at right now, um, we talked about the new wine and the new wineskin. Um, the week after that, we got into the topic of talking about um, you being deliberate about what you place in yourself as the vessel, because you're the vessel. Yeah. Like you're the one that Jesus was speaking of. It wasn't just a metaphor for something else. It was you. And so Jesus wants you to be careful. He wants you to be flexible and pliable like a new wineskin. He wants you to be leaning into him, trusting him, but he wants you to be very careful because here's the deal. God never forces things in us or on us. He brings us to a place of opportunity. He brings us to a place of choice, and then he puts things in our hands. And yes, God is 100% sovereign, but at the exact same time, he 100% of the time allows us to be a partner to what he is doing. Yeah. And so God doesn't just say, okay, lean back, pinch your nose, open your mouth, and let me fill you with what I wanna fill you with. He, put, he leads us into the right places, and then he puts it in our hands yeah. to fill our vessel. I think just like you were talking about, um, you know, the wineskin, the, the wineskin has to be flexible. It has to, and you, you said, you know, like 
God is trying to trying to help us be more flexible, but I think we can't be flexible unless we're stretched. Just like that wineskin, um, flexibility comes from being stretched. And so as we, um, as we get these, um, these situations happening in the, in the, in our world, in our lives, they are actually stretching us. They're stretching our capacity to see what we can, what we can really take on and what we can really handle. And honestly, um, we see a lot of a lot of things come out of people in trying times like this um, that really, really um, show what you're putting in your vessel. Um, so along with that flexibility and that stretching, keeping you flexible, it's also squeezing us in a way that what's being put in us is going to be coming out. And so, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so um, what we are putting in, and this, you're gonna go into this in a second, but what we're putting in, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're meditating on, what we are, um, what we're about in this season um, has, <laughs> it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out of us. And so if we're putting good into us, um, in these, in these stretching times, then good is going to come out of us, right? If we're just, if we are meditating on all the negative numbers all the time, all the, all the negative news that's coming out of this, then right. negative is going to come out of right. us, right? But if, but put that positive stuff in you, put that good stuff, the word of God, put the truth of God in you, the truth will begin to come out of you. That's so good. Well, you just started preaching there for a second. That was really good. <laughs> you can keep going. <laughs> well, no, I kind of want to stay on that for a second. So the whole, so we're talking about wine. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about the wine skin, and there's that whole prep, the, the whole process. Maybe not now so much, but the way that they made wine in biblical times, it was Ooh, through the pressing. Like, it was a manual grapes. press. Yep. It yep, was, yep. it was you know people getting taking off their socks. Did they have socks back then? I don't think they wore socks. Okay, <laughs> now so they had no socks. They took off the sandals, <laughs> cleaned their feet, and they hopped in with the grapes. And they literally pressed and mashed their, with their feet to get, the, to get the contents, the juice that would become the wine mm -hmm. out of the grapes. Yeah. That, that, was, that was incredible. Just what, what, you put in, what you put in you will be eventually squeezed out of you, whether that's a good thing yeah. or whether that may not be such a good thing when we see the things that come out of us. Either way, God's grace is amazing. Yeah. And if you have in the, in the past... Maybe you filled yourself with the things that are creating fear yeah. or maybe that are it's coming out as anger or fear or jealousy or anxiety. It's okay. God can yeah. totally replace that. Yeah. And that's something that you get to choose. Say, God, fill me today with the things that are going to put inside of this vessel uh, life-giving things. Yeah. So when life does squeeze me, the stuff that's going to come out is going to be things that brings life to other people. Yeah. And that's really good. Um, another one that we wanted to hit, and we, um, we talked about the importance, again, we're uh, actually we're already on this, of what we place in our vessel, and you were hitting on that really hard. Um, do you want to hit the scripture in Psalm 24? Yeah. Um, so we were, <laughs> we were talking about the, the irony here of one of the biggest things that has come out of this is um, in order to stay safe, you have to keep your hands washed. And so... And all of a sudden here in, in 2020, we're relearning how to keep our hands clean and how to, how to keep ourselves clean and, and not, and not get sick. Right. Kind of um, 
actually. Well, it's just, it's kind of ironic because <laughs> Psalm 24 um, verses one through six in the English standard version ESV says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. He who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation, come on, of those who seek him, who seek the face of God, or I'm sorry, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. And so that's kind of yeah. the, the revelation from this whole thing, like she was talking about. It's, it's ironic that right now, all over news, all over social media, hey, wash, wash your hands, yeah. uh, sing the alphabet song. It's like, are we, are we grownups or, or not? But apparently we needed it. We needed to remember this. Yeah. And it's just it's the irony of that even in the kingdom of God, yep. God's looking for us to have clean hands, pure heart. And obviously he's not just talking about Hey, wash your hands wash before you eat dinner, <laughs> right. social right. distancing. You know, that's not what God's talking about right. here. But it's just, it's just so important to understand that revelation that God is looking for cleanliness within us. Yeah, and I think, I think in, it's, it's talking so much about um, who, <laughs> who shall stand in his holy place. I really, truly feel like um, God is bringing us back to a place of holiness. I feel like the church has maybe gotten off kilter a bit yeah. um, and, and downplayed how important holiness actually is. And, um, and that just goes back into what we're putting in our vessel. How are we keeping ourselves clean? How are we keeping ourselves holy? Um, I think it is so important because we want to be that, that generation of those who seek him and who are seeking his face. Maybe we can talk about this holiness thing for a second. Yeah. Because um, depending on your background, you know, maybe you're maybe you're with us today at church online, and and you don't know what that means. You maybe That's never good. done the church yeah. thing. You're like, what's holiness? Yeah. Um, for me, you know, well, both of us, we actually we've grown up in the church world ourselves, and for me, holiness. When I was growing up, there was a big. Uh, and some people can relate to this, a big holiness movement, yeah. which isn't a bad thing, but what eventually what that turned into, was legalism. yeah, it was legalism. Yeah. It was, it was this laundry yeah. list of, you know, here's a piece of paper with 20 things that you can't do. Yeah. And that's called holiness. Yeah. And, and God's never been looking for us to live a life of, of legalization of rules and regulation of don't do and do this because that's, that's religion. Like, yeah. That's not a relationship with God. That's, that's us trying to figure out how can we be a good person? How can we live the life uh, that makes God you know, pay attention to us and want to like us? And that's just not how it works. Right. God loves us unconditionally, even when we're in the midst of our like, deepest sin and our darkest moments. And it's His love and His grace that draws us. And so yeah. just like I love my wife and she loves me, um, you know, we, we don't... Uh, we don't love each other and do things for each other because we're hoping that we will gain favor with the other person. We're doing those things because it's, we love each other and we want to do those things. Right. So holiness comes out of a relationship with God yep. to do things with your life that honor Him yeah. and that you know will please Him. Not because you're earning anything from God, but it's just because you love Him. Yep. Those that you love, you want to honor and yeah. you want to please. Good. And so I, I grew up and it was like, well... 
you can't do this, you know, you Same. can't do that, yeah. you can't wear these clothes, you can't listen to this music. If you go to the movie theater, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and it's just, it got out of control. Weird. And so I think what's happened now is we've seen the pendulum swing to the Come other to side. The total other side. And yeah, and it's just where, hey, you know, it's just the grace of God. Anything it doesn't goes. matter. Yeah, anything goes. <laughs> God will forgive me. And and I, so I think we need to bring it to the middle. Yeah. And and what you're saying, I believe, is 100% right. I think that I think that this is a a significant course correction mm-hmm. um, in in our world, specifically within the body of Christ, because. Um, you know, as Jesus followers, it's the church that now is the physical representation to show the world who Jesus is. Not the church, the building, the church, because obviously we're not in the building anymore. Right. The churches all over are not in their buildings anymore. So it's not the church, the building, but we are the church. Yeah. We are the church. We're the church. Yeah. You're the church. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you believe that he is God, you believe that he rose from the dead, um, then you are the church. And so more than ever, we're now being challenged to actually not go to the church, but be the church. And, uh, but yeah, holiness is something that we, I do believe God's bringing back and he wants it to be brought back with the right heart. Yes. And, uh, and so when, when I think of, you know, how we fill our vessels, it very much ties into, um, like physically speaking to our five senses. Yeah. You know, it's the things that you, that you choose to look at with your eyes. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it taught this way as well. There's, there's different gates into your soul. Absolutely. Your soul is your mind. It's your will. It's your emotions. And so there are different gateways in your body that will feed and fill that vessel of your soul. And yeah. so it's things that you look at. It's things that you listen to. Uh, it's things that you, that you speak. Uh, or eat. Or, or eat as well. <laughs> That'll get into the vessel. That will um, get into your vessel. Anybody getting the uh, the COVID nineteen, the nineteen pounds that you're gaining during the quarantine right now? Um, the first two weeks were rough. Not gonna lie. Um, sorry, I, I ate an apple for lunch today. Oh, good job. So I'm starting to come out of it. <laughs> Coming out of it. I've embraced this new life. <laughs> That's what we're, we're doing. We're embracing the new normal. So anything else on like the holiness and like what, how we fill ourselves and. I mean, we kind of hit the, no, the legalism there. thing. Yeah. I just think it's important for us to not live a life where we're okay with anything going. Right. Just because we know God's going to love us. Lean into building a relationship with God that says, hey, man, I'm, I might need to reflect on myself a little bit. I might need to, to go through and take inventory of my lifestyle. Yeah. I might need to take inventory of my thoughts. I might need to take inventory of, hey, in this age of... Uh, of subscription services on TV that doesn't have to follow the guidelines of, of content and you know, just anything goes. Yep. I, I know more and more people are finding themselves watching things that they never would have watched on regular TV, but now that it's on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, mm. our kids are watching stuff that they shouldn't be watching. And so, and again, we can, we can very easily turn that into it's a legalistic thing, but if we keep ourselves realizing that we are trying to reciprocate a love relationship with God that has already been brought to us, then we need to realize that what we allow into our soul, it really does matter. And God wants us to have full circle here, clean hands and a pure heart so that we can be in his presence without limitation, without any distancing between, we don't want social distancing with God. Mm. We wanna be in intimate relationship with him, completely unlimited. So there's, I mean, we could, we could keep going. Yeah, there's on plenty that. on that topic. And feel free to, to, man, to study that thing. Go and open up your Bible and 
do a word search, you know, look up the word holy and see where it is and just kind of read and see what the word of God says. It's very, very life-giving. It's not a legalistic topic or a legalistic thing at heart. Yep. So we're actually going to turn this into a two-part series, the New Normal Remix. Um, Next week is Easter, so that's going to be fun and different, and we're so excited. It's going to be very unique Easter experience for us, um, but we're excited. We're excited to see what God's doing because right. it's it's new and we're, we're going into a new normal, right? And Amen. so the week after Easter, we're going to pick right back up where we were today and um, just keep discussing this, this thought of the new normal and forward faith and um, how, how we can really be embracing this season um, and walk into our new normal with just so much purpose and with so much life and joy. I think there is so much joy that can be found in this season if you just embrace it. Embrace this new normal. Yes, it's hard. Yes, we're wrestling with it, but there is so much joy that can be found in it. Found in it, Um, and so we're going to pick that back up um, the week after Easter. So the week after next week. So please come back. Please come back and watch us again. So um, so we can keep discussing this. It's going to be good. We're excited about it. And so we to wrap things up today. um, We just want to take a moment to pray to pray with you and to pray for you. Um, I just want you to know that, listen, God loves you so much and that he is with you and that although we cannot physically be with you, we are with you in spirit. Our church is together in spirit. And and I know people um, all over the world right now are being united around this. And so um, I want to pray for individuals who are struggling with fear. Uh, struggling with anxiety. I know that some people, we've heard testimony. Some people feel like they've, you know, stepped into a breakthrough in those areas, but others are still struggling and some of it's even ramped up just because of the uncertainty of when is this going to be over? And we just want you to know, listen, it's okay to have those feelings, those thoughts, and those emotions, but we want to help you understand where to take them. Don't hang on to them. Don't get into a dark place. Take those things and give them to the Lord because he wants to carry your burdens for you. Uh, Jesus, we love you. And we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you that uh, you knew all this was coming. Mm -hmm. And we thank you that you were actually preparing us. You You were preparing our church. You were preparing many people. You were preparing cities. God, you were speaking to people so that our hearts would be ready to respond to a new season and a new normal. And so I pray, God, for every single person who is listening right now online or who will listen to this again later. Father, I pray that you would bring peace into their homes, into their families. God, I pray for parents who are not used to their kids being home so much right now and they're trying to homeschool and trying to work themselves. God, I pray that you would bring peace into their homes. I pray that this would be a season where Uh, They'll never forget it, and for good reasons. We pray that this would be a a season where families are drawing closer together. Father, I pray that this would be a season where marriages are actually getting stronger, where they're learning how to communicate like never before. They're learning how to cherish the moments that they have. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that your perfect love drives out all fear. And that's something that we can stand on. I pray for those that struggle with anxiety, Lord, I thank you that you are there with them and that you would give them in those, even in the moments of panic or in the moments where maybe they feel an attack is coming on, that they would from this moment forward be able to in in that moment, take a deep breath and invite you into the moment with them 
and cry out to you for help. God, we know that you are faithful and we know that you will be there. God, we ask that, that this week, Father, this, uh, this holy week leading up to Easter, uh, we pray that we would be remembering, Lord, that you were going through some stuff too and that you knew what was coming, yet you faced it with courage and you yeah. faced it with faith and boldness. And we ask, Lord, that as we face this season right now, not necessarily knowing where it's going, we pray that you would help us to, to literally tackle it with the same faith and anticipation that you did leading up to the cross. We love you so much, Jesus. We're so grateful for your love. And we just ask your blessing on every single person who's watching this today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Convo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes, and share our podcast with your family, friends, and team members. If you live in the Reno area, come and be a part of Convo Church. Check us out on ConvoChurch.com and follow us on social media at Convo Church. We'll see you next time here on the Convo Church Podcast.